Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome back to the run dot down. Last regular season game. Knicks lose 141 to 136 to the Pacers at home. Um, this game literally meant nothing. I was falling asleep watching this game, so you will not get pristine analysis as you know. I don't even know if, you're, if that's what you're expecting today. Um, but yeah, I'll just go to the box score real quickly. Manual quickly, 30 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, two steals. Quentin Grimes, 20, 22 points, one rebound, three assists. Mitch Robinson, nine points, 19 rebounds, two assists, one steal, seven blocks. Another insane stat line from him. Um, Obi Toppin, 34 points, seven rebounds, five assists, two steals. RJ Barrett, 18 points, two rebounds, three assists, one steal. Um, and he hit a three-pointer today, so what do you do? Off the bench, you had Josh Hart, eight, two, and five. No, that's no, that's oh, wow, wrong stat line. Isaiah Hartenstein, eight, two, and five, and one steal. Josh Hart, 10, 11, and four, one steal, one block. Um, made sure to get ejected so he can leave the game early. I do not blame him for that. Um, but yeah, um, that kind of is how the last day of the regular season goes for the Knicks. Um, yeah, time for playoffs. Um, Knicks will have about like what till the weekend, I believe, or at least a yeah. week. Yeah, um, about about a week. About a week to prepare for Cleveland. About a week for our guys to get decent rest. Um, hopefully, you know Julius Randle comes back from the ankle injury um, without missing a beat. He wasn't wearing a boot, so that looks promising. That definitely does look promising. Um, but yeah, I mean, Therese, I don't know how you want to talk about this game, but. There's there's nothing to talk about, bro. They did not care. Um, I mean, I guess we could talk about Obi. I think he had a pretty strong game. Um, another Mister Mister April, uh, thirteen and twenty four from the field, five to ten from three, three three from the free throw line, seven rebounds, five assists, two steals, only one turnover. Just another strong game from him. Doing a bit of everything. He was leading on his transition as always. He was hitting his spot up threes. Doing some stuff off the dribble with like getting into Florida range. So like good to see him expanding his bag a bit, getting some reps in. I thought his defense was okay. Um, not a lot, not like we really played defense in this game, but like I felt his defense was okay. Like nothing that you're like, oh no, you're sabotaging the team. Um, yeah, it's kind of it. I liked his passing, I liked his swing pass, especially to Grimes. Um I guess we can start with Grimes next. Uh, 22 points, 8 of 13 from the field, 5 of 10 from 3. Three assists, no turnovers. Typical Grimes game. Hit some big shots. Converted on his opportunities at the rim. Uh, he's just been on a tear the last three weeks, I want to say. Like, since, since the first Miami game, he's just been on fire. And it's, like, sustained... Throughout the um, end of the season, he's hit three threes and I think nine straight games. So, good way to go into the playoffs. Um, again, five threes again tonight, or today rather. It's weird saying today, but um, it's good to see him on form. I felt like his defense was good. I felt like they were calling a lot of fouls this game, which is really strange given the fact that it's the last game of the season, but I guess the refs want to get their whistles again. Um, 
but otherwise, like, really good game from him, really encouraging game from him, and very typical, like, quickly, um, very typical Grimes game, just getting it done from the, um, getting it done shooting-wise, getting it done defensively, very good ball movement, um, can't really complain there. Uh, quickly struggled shooting from three, but he was great from two. Nine and nine from the free throw line. Thank God, because my man has been missing a ton of free throws recently. So it's good to see him get back into the back that we know he all can get back into. Two steals, seven assists, nine rebounds. So all around good game from him. Five turnovers. Um, definitely tried to get a bit fancy with the passing. Very um, ambitious, but makes sense given where he was, like given where this game was really. And it was like a lot of passes to like top in and quickly when like they just couldn't handle it right. So rough for him, but otherwise good game from him. Just wish he made a couple more threes, but like hard to really complain about anybody's performance this game. I really have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, strong showings. I mean, it's just good momentum. Like I've like I've been saying the last couple of games, it's just really good momentum for other guys getting going into the postseason. You know, um, for them to get these reps, to get this rhythm. Um, obviously, the style of play is not going to continue to be the same once you know Brunson and Randall are back. Um, depending on how soon Randall gets back, at least um, the style of play is going to change. Um, right now you're seeing a lot more ball movement and, you know, Clyde mentioned that on the, on the broadcast, he said, when those two guys are out, the style of play is just genuinely, is just naturally going to change to that. Um, and yeah, I mean, once those guys come back, it's going to be a different style of play, but it's just good that these guys have been able to get these reps, get this rhythm, um, get this confidence going into the postseason. Um, guys like IQ and Obi, they, they, they they played in the playoffs two years ago, but like they are drastically different players now than they were back yep. then. Um, and then you add in, you know, Mitch, who's getting his first run at the postseason, Grimes, Josh Hart, all these guys getting their first run at the postseason. It's going to be very fun and very interesting to see how they all adjust to that as well, because we all know playoffs are totally different ball game, um, as we saw in 2021. Um once we got to the postseason, things just look drastically different. Teams will defend you, your team differently. Um, but, yeah, I think our guys are ready for it. Yep. Um, these are guys like the game to get them tuned up, uh, ultimately speaking. Like, they aren't, they aren't really – they're pretty meaningless, but it's, like, good to see the guys get into rhythm. Good to see the guys like just report with each other. Good to see different looks, especially from, like, high usage for Obi, high usage for Quick, high usage for Grimes. RJ tried to integrate himself back after missing a couple games with his um, sickness. Uh, the shooting has been bad, to say the least. Uh, I think the passing has been okay. I think the finishing has been solid. So you're hoping he can build off of those things. If he can convert those spot-up opportunities, you have a chance to like really do something with him in the postseason. Um, but we'll see what happens there. Yeah, like there's just really not a lot to talk about this game in terms of like this game specifically because it was really just like, everybody were just getting the numbers and getting their shots up. Yeah, I mean, this would have been a perfect game to put parlay in for. You know, y'all know me. I'm always going to talk about the, the gambling side of it. 
Funny enough, FanDuel did not even put up anybody's lines for this game, so no one could bet anything on this game. Huh. And, yeah. and they, they probably knew. They probably knew because the last time, folks, folks ran it up on them with the, I mean, the OB quickly Grimes, you know, stats. So those three guys alone would have made people a lot of money today, and FanDuel I mean, just wasn't having that. Quickly and money is going to be a really sore topic today. Um, uh, as, I guess we can segue yeah. our way into the six man of the year. Um, odds have drastically shifted. It's over within, within the last twenty four hours. That's the last twenty four hours. The last three. No, so I, like, I, I want to. This morning, like, I want to say yesterday it was he was minus two eighty. Yeah, uh, yesterday quickly was minus two sixty, and now I think he's plus four forty. Insane. So, all right. So, gambling one hundred and one um, from somebody who doesn't gamble. Uh, <laughs> so, if that the drastic odds in that shift, like usually you'd be like, okay, well, Vegas is trying to make money back, so they're like making Brockton's odds, or so that way, like quickly, um, or making rather making quickly's odds better, so that way they try to gain some money back. But like, if the odds shift that much, you have to assume that something got leaked. Um. Either that, they were paying attention to the social media and Boston fans crying the whole weekend. Maybe, but like that drastic an odds shift is like you're basically saying that he's a damn he's a damn near like lock lock to win it at yep. this point. So if, it's insane because nothing happened within the last. He didn't even play. Nothing happened on court for less like for such a drastic shift to happen like this. So. Yeah, so nothing happened on court, which means it has to come from the ballots. Which means that somebody somehow knows something, and that influenced the markets. So somebody must have put a ton of money on Brockton when he was a plus, and then Vegas caught wins. Yep, and people hedge their bets on quickly. So maybe something happens with the markets where they stabilize out and quickly starts gaining more votes as I guess more votes trickle in. But I guess the initial first wave of votes that came out must have been like heavily Brockton favored. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyways, there goes all that for, you know, all the Boston fans, you know, claiming that big, bad New York media bias, you know, was going to get Emmanuel quickly six man of the year. He was going to rip it out of Malcolm Brogdon's hands and, you know, all that other BS. And we'll see how the market moves like into the morning, but like, I feel like the damn president should watch it with this shit. This is annoying. <laughs> but yeah, so if that that drastic of a shift means that like people know votes, which I think the votes are due today. Mm, so I'm surprised. Okay. If, I'm surprised that people know votes, but like I mean, only two. Yeah, I think according to the tracker that um that's been publicized, it was like Michael Pena and somebody else, and I think we know and like Kurt someone. Allen. Yeah, and we know Zach Lowe's voting quickly. We know Kevin O'Connor's voting quickly. Uh, Chris Herring is voting quickly as well. Um, it, it, for me, it feels like quickly should win because, like, if all like the the prominent like awards voters are voting him, I feel like most of the other voters would follow their lead because, like, they follow like yeah. the same line of thinking, or at least they they look they look to those guys as like you know yeah. who like they look to them as the smarter reporters. So, like, if the smarter reporters are voting quickly. I feel like that should be like enough for us to like have quickly win it. But apparently Vegas knows something that we don't 
or maybe Vegas is just like you know just messing with people and I mean, maybe Kukli is gonna win it. But my dude, there's like there's no money right now, like because that quickly bet a lot of people took that quickly bet so high up that like Vegas is looking at like a huge ass deficit if if it were to cash out. So they're trying to get people to hedge and they're trying to get people to like take the payout early. So that way, like if they're gonna sacrifice stuff, they're not gonna sacrifice as much. They normally would if people weren't hedging. So it's strange. It's strange. Um, of course, we don't know until the ballots are released. I do think that he's good for second, like guaranteed he's good for second. But like it'll be it would be weird if like with no he didn't play the last two games and the run that quickly has been on. That somehow he doesn't get it. I mean, hell, I would argue quickly by win player of the week this week. Like he might. Yeah. So like, eh. it's insane. It's in, you know, big bad Boston media. That's what I'm gonna complain. Oh, so, I'm gonna complain about. So Cleveland, Cleveland fans and Boston fans have been hilarious talking about. Oh, people want the Knicks to be good, and people love the Knicks, and like the media bias is favored towards Nick Dogg. We have Stephen A. Smith pretending to be a Knicks fan and clowning us every chance he gets. Like, do people realize what they've been watching? The Knicks have been clowned for the last, what, 20 years of my life? The Knicks have literally been a hot button for media, for media scrutiny. For Zingas trade, you had Matt Kellerman going on three years talking about how they got fleeced. And just recently, people were just like, oh, yeah, you know what? The Knicks made out of it just fine. Hell, I don't even think Julius makes all NBA this year because he got hurt and he lost the last five. Um, he's not going to play the last five games. So, like... Dude, I'm just, I, I can, people are weird, man. It is all very possible. Also, no way. Dallas Mavericks are down 24 to the damn Spurs. It's 33 to 9 right now in the first quarter. Well, they are doing exactly what they set out to do. Um, Lose this game, so. Also, yeah, like, also, let's address that other thing, because, like, uh, uh, the Mavericks, the NBA is opening up an investigation into the Mavericks um, Friday night game against the Chicago Bulls, where people will tell you, well, teams are tanking across the league, so why do the Mavs get investigated? Maybe because you pulled JaVale McGee, Marquise Morris, Luka Doncic, and Jaden Hardy all in the same game. <laughs> like, I think you could probably get away with it. It was like, okay, Marky Morris and JaVale McGee. But once you pull Jaden Hardy, you're kind of just shitting like you're trying to fix the match. Um, Jaden Hardy has played 600 minutes in the NBA. He's your second-round rookie. And, like, you would figure that he would be a pretty important piece of your team going forward. And you'd want to give him this type of run right now. Especially if you're going to start him the next game anyway. Yeah. So, clearly... Very stupid by the Mavs. Yeah, like don't even know the tank, right? Like, just rule out everybody, anyways, from the jump and just sign guys off the street, like Portland does. Yeah, like so. Nothing like they they rested Josh Green. They they rested fucking like they had they had Luca playing the entire first quarter. Then he gets pulled. They had Jaden Hardy resting. They had Javale McGee resting. Marquise Morris resting, and or rather, they pulled all, all those three guys. Like, it was clearly them trying to, like, take the game. They weren't even running out of center towards the end of the game. And you can say, oh, well, the Bulls were taking two. The Bulls were still playing Lucy Briggs. The Bulls were still playing Pat Will. And they played Kobe White and Ayo Dosumbu. So, like, those are guys in their player rotation. Of course, they rested their big guns. But, like, 
aside from DeRozan and Levine, everybody else played at least 15 minutes. And Blue played like what 27. Kobe White and Pat Williams were playing like 36 and 40 apiece. I don't think anybody on the Mavs played more than 33, and that was like Reggie Bullock and Justin Holiday. So like it was clear they were throwing the game. So we'll see what happens there. The investigation shouldn't be too long, given the fact that they were throwing the fucking game, and it was fairly obvious because Jason Kidd said it in his press comments that they were throwing the game, which makes it even funnier. But we'll see what happens there. Um, uh. Wild. Wild, wild, wild. All right. Um, uh, all right, let's get into comments. We didn't get to comments early. Um, there's nothing else to really talk about. Um, we'll get into some playoff stuff, I guess, as the comments roll in. Um, but we might do a more in-depth playoff preview live stream at a later date. So, yeah. All right, let's see. Nick's tape says, can't wait to watch all our NBA guys play playoff basketball. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how things have changed. I mean, last time we were in the playoffs on the team were Randall, Quickly, OB, RJ. Um, Mitch was not healthy, so he didn't play in the series, um, which a lot of us believe played a, a, a pretty big role into why we lost. I think he would have helped with um the Clint Capella issues and whatnot. Um but yeah it's gonna be interesting to see how Julius plays in this I guess sort of a different role this year in the playoffs. Um he's not necessarily going to be he's not gonna be the only featured guy. He has Jalen Brunson by his side and he also has way more depth this year so he doesn't have to really do it all um as he did as he had to do in that Atlanta series. Like you have Quickly, who's improved. You have even Obi now who's improved. Grimes. Um, so he has all these other pieces that are surrounding him that he doesn't have to do so much. So it's going to be very interesting to see how these guys adjust to this. And, you know, as I said earlier, all the guys that haven't played playoff basketball on this team, like Hart um, and and Mitch and Grimes, it's going to be interesting to see how they adjust to playing playoff basketball as well. Yep. Um, yep, that's really it. It's just playoff basketball. Good for the franchise, good for the team, good for us as the fans. It's good for the players as well because, like, you got to see what they're really made of. And I feel like this is the opponent that the Knicks have a chance against. Um, if Randall plays, I feel like teams are fairly even. I feel like in some aspects the Cleveland is better. I feel like in some aspects the Knicks are better. And it feels like it's a series that could go for, that could go the distance because these teams are so evenly matched. So it'll be good to see, like, the moments that these guys give off in the playoffs and, like, how they adjust to, like, those teams playing the same night remember teams that you're playing now and how they adjust to, like, playoff ski on different um, – playoff-level defense and playoff-level shot-making. So very exciting, very um, good to see. It's going to be some good – it's going to be a good series either way. Um, hopefully we come out of it the victors, but it'll be good hoops, and that's all we want is good hoops. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's always good to have playoff basketball at MSG. Yep. Nothing beats that in sports. Um, I wonder what the champ would be this year, because like, you can't say fuck down up in Mitchell. That's just too many syllables. I'm sure the fans will come up with something. Be like a well, let's go Yankee shit or something. I don't know. Like... Damn, Trey Young just has such a 
good ass name to like chant Buck Trey Young with. <laughs> Just three syllables, simple, like <sighs> well, they'll figure out something. I, I trust the New York Knicks faithful. They'll figure out something. Yep, they always do. Um, Nick's tape also brings up. I honestly think RJ's playmaking over the past two games has been good. He only had three assists today, but he made some nice passes out of drives. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he generally does have better passing games when both Randall and Brunson are out. Just he gets a boat load more of touches. Um, he gets a lot more of initiating reps. Um, and yeah, you're just hoping that this can translate to the playoffs because I feel like when guys when they start to trap guys like Brunson and Randall, his ability to make things happen off of drives is going to matter a lot much a lot more than it does in the regular season. So you know him getting these reps in these last two games um, definitely will lend itself to some hopefully some playoff success. It's huge because, like, those are the reasons he's probably going to be looking at when he's driving against, you know, guys like Mobley and Allen in the paint. So if you're able to make that quick reaction and pass out of those drives to the shooters that are getting you in the corners for you, like, you're going to have quick, you're going to have grinds. Um, the way Obi's been shooting the last couple weeks, you're going to have Obi. So, like, being, being able to make those reads, being able to, you know, pass out of those drives is going to be huge for this team. And it's going to be huge for the chances of the playoffs. So, damn, Portland gave up fifty-five points in the first quarter. I love the last. I love the last game of the season, dude. Last game of the season is absolutely ridiculous. Shit is always hilarious, dude. That's an NBA record, by the way. Fifty-five points. Oh, it's because Steph's playing. That's why. Yeah, Steph, Clay, Poole—they all playing. Right, because they, they haven't clinched yet. Nope, they still situation between them, Clippers, Lakers, Pelicans, Timberwolves. It can all flip flop between those five teams. I think. Oh, gonna be gonna be my team. Cannot be my team. Yeah, my team is. Jeez, Mavs. What the hell? Yeah, they fourteen. That's insane. Frankly, looking as I hear carrying. He has six points of three and three shooting. Let's go, Frankie. That is insane. Uh, I guess we could talk about the Knicks signing Isaiah Roby today. <laughs> That's how far deep. I'm not far deep. How much we're looking for content. Um, so the Knicks signed Isaiah Roby. Uh, he played on my beloved San Antonio Spurs this season. Last season he played from um Oklahoma City. Uh, I want to say he's more of like a tweener four five. If you guys have never watched him before, um, decent rebounder. He shot forty four percent last year on OKC. This season he shot around thirty percent, so he wasn't as good. But if you like small sample size, so take that as you may. Um, so he got signed for the rest of this season, rest of this season, and uh, he has a non guaranteed deal for next season. Um, he made four hundred k just from getting a DNP this game, which is the life, by the way. Like, holy shit, that's the life. But um, I would not worry about him being on the team. I doubt that's going to be the case. What the Knicks essentially did was what they did with the Daquan Jeffries contract. If you guys remember a few weeks beforehand, they converted Daquan Jeffries from a 10-day contract 
to a standard contract and they gave them basically the rest of this year guaranteed and then a non-guaranteed option for next year. And what the Knicks are essentially doing is giving themselves more salary to have for trade. Um, so I think Roby's deal should be about $2.2 million. Same thing with Jeffries. So that's $4.4 million you can add to Evan Fournier's deal, which is 18.8 if I'm if I'm doing my math correctly. So 18.8 to 4.4. So that's about $24 million, $25 million you can have in trade. Um, the good thing about that is that you can have, I think, 20 players on the roster prior to training camp starting. So the Knicks could essentially just have that salary there for free. They can make an off-season trade maybe at the draft or when the new league year starts and then be able to um, get some more players or get um, a higher-tier player for – Next season, um, we don't know what it is. We don't know how what they're gonna do. It may not be, it may not even be Evan Fournier. They may take like one of our smaller salaries and cobble it along with those two other salaries and get like maybe a twelve million dollar player, fifteen million dollar player. So there are options, but ultimately speaking, it's just a way to have options. Um, if those guys on the team come training camp, I would be very surprised. Um, but yeah, ultimately speaking, it's just more avenues. Brock Allers just doing Brock Allers things. Do not look too deep into it. And if Isaiah Roby is starting in game 79 next year, you can call me an idiot. But I don't think that'll be the case. So, Shout out Isaiah Roby. Yeah. My man is getting a bag. My man got a bag to get his league fit off. Crazy. I don't even know if he was in the building. I don't even think he was in the arena. I don't think he was there. My man, they just wired the money and told him to stay home. He'll probably be sitting, you know, in street clothes during the playoffs. Also, let me say this before people get crazy. He's not playoff eligible. So he's not. He was on a team past March 1st. Yeah. So it's not because Randall was hurt or whatever. Yeah. They're not getting any insurance depth there. Yeah. Like Like the Lakers did today. Tristan Thompson's being in the NBA is wild. That man was on ESPN last week. What? Who gave Tristan Thompson a bag? That's that LeBron pull, man. LeBron needs his signature cheerleader on the bench this year. He thinks he's going on another deep run. So, you know, he's got to have his one of his signature guys on the bench. Hey, man, listen. If you needed a cheerleader, J.R. Smith was right there. Come on now. <laughs> J.R. Smith is playing golf in college. You think he would have quit? Maybe. For that NBA, NBA buddy, he would have quit. Maybe. Maybe. I love how Dave McMenamin phrased it as, you know, they signed them for playoff. He's, they signed Shaq Harrison and 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 Tristan Thompson for playoff depth. Like, okay, I'm sure they're going to touch the court unless it's like garbage that, minutes. That is nasty pandering. LeBron, please give me more scoops. That's what, that's what that tweet said, bro. Please don't cut me out of the circle. It's insane. <sighs> Um, all right. JL also says we should be thankful. We never have to watch Evan Fournier play ball again. Never say never. Yeah, I said right. the same th- we said the same thing about Alfred Payton and he got re-signed. Like, listen here. Until that contract's off the team, I'm assuming he's on the team. I don't Soon. think we I don't think we have to see him play ball again this year. Okay, that that's a better unless it's a blowout. 
Hey, if there's a blowout and Evan Fournier is getting events, I am more than happy to see Evan Fournier play. What other than that, this year I hope we never have to see Evan Fournier play basketball again because my when, God, he is awful. He'll be taking the World Cup though. We're gonna be like, what? What could have been? I mean, it goes off when he sees them French colors on him. He goes off. Turns into Larry. Turns into Larry Bird. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it with these guys when they play for their country, but. Yeah, I mean, then they'll have, like, Wendy and shit, so France is coming. Uh, yeah, but Evan Fournier, not a good season after breaking the Knicks' uh, three-point mark last year. Did not come anywhere close to that this year. Got benched in December and kind of just became a spot, spot minutes guy for the rest of the season. Uh, he had one game against the Sixers, which was huge for us securing the fifth seed. So, shout out to Evan Fournier lighting it up against the Sixers that one game and playfully calling it a one-night stand because he knew. He knew uh, he gave it all he had. Yeah, that, that was that was the turning back the hands of time. That's fucking Kurt Thomas in Utah. That was his Kurt Thomas in Utah game. And it was very appreciated and very necessary for that time and for, for the team. Um but yeah, do I think Evan Fournier will be in the roster next year? I think if the Knicks can find a trade partner, maybe even float around one of those like protected picks, maybe. But like, like I don't know. I don't know because like I don't know what the Knicks are planning. And it feels good to say that. I'm glad I don't know what the Knicks are planning. Yeah. Um, Knicks tape. Says we don't know how Julius is going to look coming off an injury, so hopefully he does more deferring than not to start the series. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, can't guarantee it, but yeah, I would definitely like to see him defer a little bit more. Maybe use him as a decoy. Um, I don't, I don't know how much you can use someone like him as a decoy because he's not someone that's like really like. When I think of like decoys, I think of like how teams like run stuff for Steph, or at least they look like they're going to run stuff for Steph because he's more of an off-ball guy. But hey, if the Knicks can be creative to that degree, and you know, make Julius a decoy, um, if he's not all himself, I'm all for it. But yeah, yeah, I mean, depends on how the ankle's feeling, depends on his conditioning at that point. And, you know, he probably won't have he won't have game time for like the last three weeks. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they utilize him. It'll be interesting to see how he utilizes himself. Is he looking for more of a shot? Is he looking to do more stuff as a passer and as a rebounder and as a defender? Uh, to be determined. But that's all up to Tibbs and that's all up to Rando, really. So we will see. Next tape also believes that we can steal a game in Cleveland even without Julius playing those games. I think that's that's possible. That's not That's not too crazy. Yeah, like I kind of feel like it comes down to the Cavs' depth, um, and they don't really have any. I think the thing with the Cavs' depth is like I can expect three of those guys to probably go 40 minutes a night. Like I think Donovan would just easily go play like 40, 42. I can see Garland going around 42 as well. I could see Allen around like 40 and Mobley around like 38 or something. Like those guys do not have any depth, and they really don't have any options to like on their team to get depth, unless you want to trust Danny Green coming up with ACL tier at 35 years old. Um, I'm skeptical about that. So, like, you're looking at 
realistically, they're running like a six-man rotation. It'll be like their starting five, and Isaac Okoro, who's coming off of a bruised knee. So it'll be that starting five plus Karis Alert and maybe like a sprinkle of Shetty Osman and Ricky Rubio to like spell dudes. Yeah. So it'll be rough for them to like get depth, but like their their core four is so potent that like they could absolutely still give us a contest. But I think the Knicks depth is so, so much better than those guys that like not being able to run Brunson for like seven minutes would be huge. Um, so like if you could keep Brunson around like 36 instead of having to have having him go to 42, that's going to be huge. Um, he's also coming off some rest as well, which is good for him. So I think I don't think he will have played in like a week. Yeah, he hasn't played since last Sunday. So it'll be two weeks since he's played. It'll be three weeks since Randall played. So it'll be really interesting to see like how they look. Um, game one, I wouldn't be surprised. It's pretty like tentative, and they're both figuring each other out. But in a, a tentative game like that, I can see a universe where like the Knicks bench is still kind of rolling from last week. Quickly goes off. Obi gets a couple buckets in there. Josh Hart is having a really good game defensively, and Corey Grimes is just like still scorching. So I can see them going off and maybe winning a game. I think where I'm at in the series is like the Knicks' depth can win them a game, and I think Brunson will win them a game as well. So it comes down to, can maybe Julius win you a game? Um, can you just get an off-night for Donovan Mitchell to capitalize? But I do think the Knicks are capable of winning two series in this game, guaranteed. Well, not guaranteed, but I think there's a really good chance they can win two series in this game because Jalen Brunson just goes off for like 35, 37, 40, and then the Knicks' depth just like out scores the Cleveland depth and they just kind of steamroll them in those minutes and it's able to capitalize off that so we'll see where the other victories come from yeah um i mean jalen brunson without you know a top scoring option going against donovan mitchell where have we seen this before um last year's playoffs of course um so yeah i mean i think jalen brunson he's shown in the past like literally against this same opponent or not the same opponent but like the same you know top level scorer in donovan mitchell that he can you know go toe-to-toe for him and win win a game being shorthanded um so yeah there's there's a blueprint right there for the knicks to, to look at versus um you know donovan mitchell team with a with a rim protector um not the not the same level as rudy gobert of course but you know same type of you know vibes yeah going into that matchup yeah um yeah and i also think it's just gonna be a matter of like being able to um score more than the Cavs. obviously obvious you want to score more points than the opponents you win but like i do think ultimately the Cavs have a barometer how many points they can score like because their offense despite the fact their offensive rating is high like that off they really can't shoot and they only have scoring out of like maybe five guys. And if those other guys aren't playing many minutes, then like you're basically looking at Mitchell, you're looking at Garland to a lesser extent, Mobley, Allen, and Levert to kind of carry your scoring load. I don't know if them being so top heavy is going to be beneficial for them scoring wise. You have to hold their defense holds up, but I feel like they're either going to sacrifice defensive spacing. So like they, maybe they have a better defense, but they won't be able to score as much, or maybe they have better scoring, but their defense is porous. 
depending on what they do with their big situation. So it'll be a very interesting dynamic to follow throughout this um, playoff series. Definitely. Uh, there's Obi talking chat. Okay. Obi was finished and couldn't contribute. Meanwhile, Clyde says he's ascending and made the quantum leap. I mean, I think Obi Toppin is a better player than he was three weeks ago. I feel like that's a pretty good thing to say. Um, I do think he's added incrementally to his offensive arsenal. I think he's doing more stuff off the dribble. He's doing more stuff like getting into the paint, getting into that that floater area. Um, Still, a lot of his baskets are transition baskets and spot of three-point attempts, which is what he was doing all season. He just converted on them now because I feel like he's getting into more of a rhythm compared to what he was able to do when Julius was playing around 34 to 37 minutes a night. So it's good for him to establish that rhythm. It's good for him to like kind of play that role that Tibbs idealized for him and make it work. Uh, I think he's been able to flash more of his passing. That's the big thing for me. His passing has been popping more because he's just able to read the floor quicker. He's able to make that swing pass that Jeff says to Grimes or IQ in the corner. And that's been really beneficial to the team's offense. And to realistically, like our assist total has been higher in these couple of games because Obi Toppin is doing a lot as a ball mover and as a play finisher. Um, I question how much he's able to do that in the minutes he's going to get the series. I expect him to get more minutes to start the series because Randall's still going to be working his way back from injury. So I think there won't be a minutes restriction. But I wouldn't be surprised if maybe the first game or two of the series, Tips tries to ease him back in. So maybe 30 to 32 minutes, and then you tell Obi Toppin, okay, you have 16 to 18 minutes. Like, those are regular rotation minutes. Those aren't, like, that's not an insignificant number. So, like, you should be, he should be able to do something within those, like, 16 to 18 minutes, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, that's what I envision for, you know, um, Obi heading into the playoffs. I mean, he's shown that he can produce offensively and not be such a liability defensively to be able to spell Randall some minutes. Um, So to Jordan Bubb's question, I don't think Randall will be on a game one minutes restriction, but he will, he won't have to play as much if Obi's, if, if Obi is showing that he can like, you know, grant him some rest on, in those games um and you know we'll just see how that goes going forward um jordan bub also asked would you trade obi or keep him on the roster for next season what do you perceive obi trade value is around the league tyrese i i just trade him like i trade him because realistically like his value isn't going to be higher than it is right now yeah um like his value is not going to be higher he's had like a bunch of 30 pieces like, I think the last week he's been averaging, you know, like, 32, 34, I think a couple games before that. I think he might have another um, 20-point game before that as well. Yeah, like the last four games, 21, 32, 10, 34. So, how he might win, put it week. Shit. Um, shit, he might. He's been scorching. But, like, yeah, I, I would probably just do it. Mostly because like the Knicks don't have a first round pick in this draft currently, and I feel like Obi Toppin can probably get you a mid to late first. I would prioritize that. Um, and plus, like you're not resigning him. Like they're not going to resign him. It's very clear. 
that like financially it makes no sense for the Knicks because you have to resign quickly. You're going to resign Hart. You have to think about Brunson's extension as well. You already have RJ Barrett and Mitch extended. You have Brunson and Randall on their contracts. So like, and Hart is like is going to be an extension next all season too if he decides to stay in the team. So it's a situation where it's like there's just not enough money for him left in the for a real budget. Yes, they can go over with his bird rights, but do you want to go into the tax for Obi Toppin? I'm skeptical about that. And ultimately speaking, if you're able to cash out his value as like a first round pick, then like you feel good about it. And ultimately speaking, you can retain, you can get a backup for Julius Randle who can play that 15 minute on that role fairly easily. Um, and plus, you're gonna have the mass pick next year as well because of the Mavs blatant and shameless tanking. So, well, okay, unless unless Adam Silver wants to put in the call, Adam Silver has balls. If he has balls and wants to, you know, actually take away something of value from the Mavs, take away the protections off the pick, jump the pick, so that's even a more a bigger f you to Mark Cuban, and. Bless the Knicks with like a top four pick that they can use to either trade or you know. We draft. get Wem- I don't know. We get Wemby <laughs> after a playoff run. It's over, ladies. And gentlemen. <laughs> it's over. I'll tell you, Randall, yo, you like Phoenix dog? Like it's over. It's over. I mean, give, give me Wemby. Give me Wemby. But like Adam Silver don't got balls though. So that's an alternate reality we're living in where you know Adam Silver wants to be a man. And you know, put down the iron fist on Mark Cuban, but I don't know, man. That car, that car be hitting different. That karma do be hitting different. The way they've been taking these last two games, I don't know. I, uh, I, I, I wouldn't complain. I would not complain about it. True, true. But like, yeah, I think you could probably get a mid to late first for him. Um, just quick look at Tankathon, kind of see where the picks might line up. Uh, I think you can get that. 25th pick for Obi from Cleveland that Indiana has. I think maybe 27 from Charlotte. Uh, I don't really see him getting much higher than that. But ultimately speaking, if you manage to like trade Obi Toppin, um, Quentin Grimes, like, sorry, Obi Toppin, Cam Reddish, and your first round pick for Josh Hart and the ability to move two spots down essentially, like I feel that's a pretty wash of a trade. Um, and plus, Pick 25 is blessed, as we know. So getting getting pick 25 would be good. That is the Knicks sweet spot right there um, in the draft. So We, we don't play about pick 25. No, we do not. Jordan Bug asks, who is going to get more minutes in the first round series, Obi or RJ? It'll be RJ because Obi top and they can't play with anybody else on the team. True. Even if RJ, it would be it hilarious up. though if Obi ended up getting more minutes than him. I agree, but like even if Obi stinks it up, like, like this is like this is like so tired of like RJ just like bricking layups or whatever, or like just like turning the ball. He's like, "F it, Obi, Obi, Obi at the three, screw it." Duh, if he runs Obi at the three in a playoff scenario, my <laughs> man is throwing shit at the wall to see what stinks. <laughs> that would be, that would make my brain. We'd have to be down like three one, and like he is just like desperate. Yeah, like it would have to be getting ugly for that to happen, and I don't know if that's. I don't even think Tips himself can like convince himself to do that. I feel like Tips would have an aneurysm on the court. Like something if RJ Barrett Obi top of with Julius on the court, he's gonna be like, oh, <laughs> she's gonna be like, Leon, Leon, what are we doing? What are you doing? 
<laughs> like so yeah I, I just think it'll just be rj um by yeah i think it's rj by default yeah by default but i i wouldn't be surprised if both of them play like sub 25 minutes in the series well i think Obi top is gonna be like around 14 and i can see like rj being at like 22 so if he's not gonna shoot then like rj's rj's like role in the offense just gets so murky because you're just like what do you how, how do you really see play this guy so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what what happens there i hope he's good for my sake i hope he's good i mean for the team's sake i hope he's good yeah. like what the hell if, like, if he's good then like we're winning the series yeah we're winning the series but like if that's, he's bad that's the big, i think that's the biggest x factor right there besides like depth and everything else is like if rj just like plays smart and within himself and he's playing good then the team wins this series. Yeah. But if he's just going to dribble off of his dick and act like he's a point guard and fuck shit up, then... And break threes and stuff like that, and not make smart passes out of drives, then, yeah, it's going to look really bad. Yeah. Um, all right, next tape also brings up, there's, there's still a 20% chance that the Mavs pick gets jumped, I think. Um, it depends. I don't know, because, like... I feel better about like the Mavs pick getting jumped depending on who are the teams that are like behind them and like how I feel their vibes are with Adam Silver. Oklahoma City. So yeah, exactly. Oklahoma City. If Oklahoma City loses in the play-in and then they're behind the Mavs in the lotto, I feel very confident about them jumping the Mavs in the lottery. Yeah. Bulls, yeah, I don't I, think Bulls have good vibes with, with Adam Silver. They don't they see jump, they, they jumped once though. They jumped for Pat they did? Will. They, yeah, they jumped for yeah, Pat like Will. for Pat Will. And then like so like Adam Silver's gonna see, all right, I gave you guys a chance and you took Pat, Patrick Williams at four. Like yeah. I'm not doing that. Like again. you needed like the Lakers and the and like um you needed the Lakers in New Orleans to like get in that lottery. Yeah. No Toronto talking. Toronto has good vibes. You know Adam Silver loves the international market. He does. He does. He um, will definitely bless the rap. Minnesota, Minnesota is a good. They get dumb lottery luck all the time. Of course, always. They got dumb lottery luck for Anthony Edwards, didn't they? Exactly. They were supposed to give up that pick, and I think um, it could be to the next year. So, I, I mean, like behind is Oklahoma City, is Minnesota's, Toronto, Chicago's, uh, Orlando's had a couple of picks. No, it would be it would be Orlando's pick. Yeah, yeah, we got a chance. We got a chance. Eh, I mean, hey. If anyone's listening, I know there's like 12 viewers right now, and I don't blame y'all. Um, but if anyone's watching right now, there is a chance that, you know, depending on the teams behind Dallas, who's got better favor with Adam Silver right now, it's not Mark Cuban, I'll tell you that. Adam true, Silver does not true, bangs with Mark true. Cuban right now. So he will not bless him with that lottery luck. Plus, he, plus they already said they're going to trade it. So, like, you go and disrespect the pick like that? Yeah, like, you already, like... Hey, just... hey, hey, yo... Yo, Adam Silver, he's saying that you giving him a lottery pick and he calling you pussy. I don't... If that was me... I, I would have taken that disrespect if, personally. If that personally. was me, I would have let that happen. That was hey, me. They already pl- they planned it with the pick and they didn't even get the pick yet, bro. Like, all I'm saying is we ain't never asked They already saying, like, you a bitch. Like, straight like that. Yeah. They said they, they, said that they ain't scared of you. They said they ain't worried. You ain't stressing them. They they already get Christian Wood out on the street. Yeah, they they already making off season plans. Mark, like, Mark, Cuban, does, shit. Mark Cuban already got fired for taking once. 
he calling you pussy. He said his check long. He said he got plenty money, bro. I, all I'm saying is like, if that was me, I wouldn't take that type of disrespect. That's all I'm saying. But we'll see. We'll see what kind of man Adam Silver is. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But if you know, if his track record, you know, says anything, he's a bitch. So he'll still give it to them. But Adam Silver, this is your time to prove everyone wrong, man. It's your time. I don't know. I don't know if you got it like that. Last last game, last game of the season, got people fighting. Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert fighting on the bench. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, they are they are type of they are like literally fighting for like a playoff seed though. So I do understand that. Uh, I I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's just hilarious, dog. Oh man. Last okay, last game of the season is just the vibes are just weird. It's a weird ass vibes. Yeah. Um Wow, all right. Rudy Gobert's heading back to the locker room now because of this. Damn, he beat his ass. <laughs> he slept him. Stop. Great vibes. Great vibes. Oh. Oh. Oh, I didn't see the video. I'm seeing the video now. I didn't oh, know they, they was hitting each other. Oh, they got video? Oh. <laughs> they was hitting each other. Oh. He said, "Wee wee, motherfucker!" Oh. Yeah, like Rudy Gobert slapped him. <laughs> oh, Kyle, so you gonna take that, bro? I wouldn't let Rudy Gobert slap me. I don't know. He called you a bitch. Like that was me. In two different languages, mind you. I ain't. I wouldn't let that happen. I I I, I, happen, I let a man bitch me like that. Like, come on. What happened? What happened? This sport means to know and love. All I'm saying is Donald Mitchell was here and he called you a bitch. You would have swung back. You swing it back on Kai Anderson? I don't know. <sighs> Ain't me, though. All right, Jordan Bob asks this question. What advantages can the Cavs exploit against the Knicks? How can the Knicks minimize their weaknesses? Uh, I mean, the big advantage is just like, or the big advantage is the fact that the Cavs don't have versatility. And the Cavs don't have any wing depth. So, like, it comes down to R.J. Barrett being good at basketball. Because if R.J. Barrett can get it going in that series, even for, like, a game or two, they have nobody they can put on him to stop him. And if you're going to use He's driving through Karis LeVert and them, like... Yeah. And they're not putting a core on him because they're putting a core on Brunson. So that, like, gives you one less swing defender on R.J. Like, if he can shoot 35% from three finish at the rim, pass out of his drives. He is such a game breaker for that team because like they don't have to wait, they don't have a way to stop him unless they want to give up one of their primary defenders and then you're just letting Brunson go off. Yeah. It's like RJ has to take advantage of when he has Chetty Osman on him, Ricky Rubio, Karis Levert. Those guys he shouldn't they should not be able to guard him. They shouldn't. And the fact that they were they look like they were able to and they gave him such a hard time in that last Cavs matchup, you're hoping that it was just the bubble guts. Um, that was emerging in RJ's system that you know hindered him that game. Um, but you're hoping that he can do better against those guys because I mean he got stuffed by Dean Wade in that game and it did not look good. Um, so he's needs to, he's got to have some more lift. Um, he's got to be more explosive. He's got to be um more assertive. 
in those matchups against those guys because the Cavs are going to throw those guys at him and they're probably going to be sagging off of him too. As you saw in that Pelicans game, a lot of times guys are just like, all right, RJ, well, you can take that three. I am good with that. Like, so like he's got to be able to like willing to make teams pay for that. Um, and yeah, that's what it's really going to come down to. I think um, as for the, as far as advantages the Cavs can exploit against the Knicks, I think it's really just that it's RJ Cause like I tweeted out, I think the Cavs are going to guard him like Ben Simmons um, as well as um, I would say, I don't really know what other advantages that the Cavs have against us that they can exploit against the Knicks. Um, I think both teams are f- pretty evenly matched. Um, although we've dominated them in the regular season um, and playoffs will, you know, show a different side of things. Um, but yeah, I mean, Knicks, the Knicks, the way that they, they can minimize their weaknesses um we already know they're like a low turnover team and they're a high offensive rebounding team. I think those two things translate really well to playoff success because yeah. those things, they grant you extra possessions. And that is like what you need to like really beat teams that are um, in the playoffs or just teams in general, but like specifically in the playoffs, being able to get those second chance points, Mitch Robinson, you know, um, um, Isaiah Hartenstein, um, Josh Hart, even, Emmanuel quickly sometimes gets his hands on some offensive um, boards. Um, But yeah. Um, I I would also say, I guess, like, I guess it's not really a a real concern, I would say, but like, I guess like teams getting to the rim versus us. But like, I feel fairly confident that guys like quickly Grimes, Hart, all those guys, even if you throw Deuce in there for a couple minutes, I think all of them will lock in on the perimeter. So I'm not really... Wait, Dean Bushel quickly just came from plus four forty into even money here. Whoa, We're whoa, back. whoa, whoa, We're whoa! Back. Don't, 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 don't get me too excited right now, man. Don't, don't play get me with too me. excited. Don't play with me. Don't, don't get me too excited, man. I'm about to check these odds right now on Fanduel. Because yo, don't, don't play with me. Don't tell me some more ballots just can't, just more, some more ballots pulled through. Oh, this feels like the damn election. <laughs> <laughs> yo. <laughs> Uh, are we waiting for Pennsylvania? We got the swing state. We got the swing state. Of the oh, league. my boys are back in the lead. Let's go. On FanDuel. Let's go. Let's go. Righteousness wins. That's what I'm talking about. Shatan, Caprivale, <laughs> in Australia. All right, oh, shout out to the Aussies. I even know we got Aussie out here. Shout out to the Aussies. Hit a microphone. This is a crazy turn of events. <sighs> this is dead ass the John Cena the Rock meme. We're just fucking WrestleMania. This is great. This is great. Oh. This well, is as you insane. can see, <laughs> at the Strickland, we are a bunch of degenerate gamblers. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I seriously have 15 bucks invested into this, okay? So I will be so in, I will be as, as invested as I can be. Also, it's a Knicks player, too. Like, that's, like, even yeah. if I didn't have money on it, I just still would be into it because, like, I want a Knicks player to win this award. Screw it's our It's our award. It's, dead it's like ours. Award. It's ours. Like, screw Boston. Anyways, um, let's see. Uh, so shout out to Dean Bushel for bringing that to our attention. I'm gonna highlight his comment right here. Bushy, um, Bushy in um, Discord. Shout out to Bushy. 
Shout out to him. Um, uh, I guess we just talk about playoffs at large because, like, yeah, we do have a comment that does address it that I'm yep. gonna pull up in just a second. We, we don't um, know seven, eight is good. I think we know one, two, three, four, five, six in the east, yes, and uh, and then. I think in the West as well. Did we know one, two, three? The West, no, we do not because it all comes down to these last oh, yeah, 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 right, right. Between the um, Pelicans and Timberwolves. Um, That's a filthy-ass bracket, bro. Well, not OKC. OKC, I think, is, like, locked in yeah, at 10. No, yeah, OKC is locked into 10, and, but, and Timberwolves locked into 9. They're locked into 9? Uh, Are they? No, 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 no. They're not. But they can't. Uh, no, because they can't. They might catch, be. They're locked into the play-in. They're locked into the play-in because they can't. Yeah, they're locked into the plan. But five through eight can change. So yes. Clippers, Warriors, um, Lakers, Pelicans can all shift around. Yes. But I think either way, a California team will be will be playing Phoenix in the first round. So that's uh, automatic. Yeah. So and the East is locked. Um, East, East is locked one through ten, right? Yes, yep, East is game. locked. Think, all games it was locked, I think, since like the since like last game. But yeah, it's Miami versus Atlanta. In Miami, and then Toronto versus Chicago in Toronto. WWE, by the way, DeRozan going back to Toronto. Back to Toronto, um, and then Miami Atlanta is a rematch of what last year's first round series. Yes, that's insane. Which is disgusting for both those teams. The, the whole East is WWE because Cleveland versus New York. Like, come on. That, the whole scripted. year that's that was scripted. scripted. We were jacking this since like the beginning of the year. We're like, yo, it's gonna be crazy when like Cleveland versus New York in the first round, and here it is. Yeah, yep. Boston versus potentially Miami, so a rematch of ECF. Like so much oh, WWE. Okay, so assuming that like standings hold, it'd be one versus eight. So Bucks versus Hawks was the Eastern Conference Finals two years ago. Celtics versus Heat would be the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Philly versus Nets. So James Harden versus his old team. Um, like no one there from the last yeah. time he was there. Which is hilarious. Like that's just kind of the throwaway series. Nobody really cares about it. Um, and then it would be Cavaliers versus Knicks, which is obviously the Donovan Mitchell Super Bowl. Uh, assuming again standings holds, and Nuggets versus Pelicans. No real story there. It's kind of like can the Memphis Knicks- versus Minnesota. Could be a fun rematch of last that, year's. It wouldn't be fun. It would just be disappointing it, as hell. Because that series oh, last man, year was dumbasses. So... These two dumbasses are facing each other again. Oh, that series last year pissed me off because they should have like the if the Timberwolves were smart, they win that in five. And they just kept tossing game after game. To like then again, that series is the reason why Gobert is on the um is on the Wolves. So we'll see what difference Gobert has. Um uh, that series might go seven. What? I feel like the, uh, Timberwolves versus Grizzlies? I think that series goes seven. Sadly, because like there's gonna be like three games where like the other team should have won and took a, a commanding lead, and they're gonna mess it up. Yeah, that and it's also like Grizzlies are missing Steven Adams, which is huge. Um, John Morant might get incarcerated mid-series. Oh wow! The way he been threatening teenagers, we don't know. Um, in my head therapy with, for like three days. He's good. They might have a Rico charge. I don't know. rehab for three days. He's good. <laughs> All right, Amy Whitehouse. I'll reference the song. <laughs> but yeah, so 
that seems like it, it would be a good series because it would just be hilarious to watch. Um, oh, what do I say? It would be Grizzlies Lakers if that if it holds. What do I think? Timberwolves are ninth. Uh, yeah, but I was thinking about like if the Timberwolves somehow make their way to seven. Yeah, that could. Grizzlies Lakers would be interesting because I feel like the Lakers win that. I, I mean, like- the play-in games alone are kind of WWE with the Lakers versus Pelicans, the way it's set up right now. Like, that's the Anthony yeah. Davis series right there. That deciding, oh, it, not to mention, oh, man. I hope if the Lakers lose and that series isn't, um, and that game is in New Orleans, WWE, like, that would be special. I would watch that. And then Timberwolves, Thunder, not in there, but it would just be good hoops. And then Pelicans, Timberwolves. Yeah. Um, but that would that Kings, would be a good series. Kings Kings first playoff game is gonna be crazy. Kings first playoff game against the Warriors. It's gonna be crazy no matter who they face. Just like because they've been in the playoffs day. since yeah. like they're gonna win that game one off emotion. Because yeah. like, or they're last... like all they're gonna just like shit themselves. Like we saw in the Knicks series two years ago when Alec Burks had to almost save us. Dog. Shout out to Burks. 27 points in a... If he catches the damn ball of a, of a Bogdan Bogdanovich, just goddamn knee, dude. If he just gets the steal, we're up three. With less than a minute, we win that game. I'm still pissed about that. I watched that game and I cut it off and I watched... Ah! The, gar, gar, the garden was rocking, bro. I quickly hit that three. Started jumping. Crowd was into it. Trey Young chance was going, and then he just fumbles the steal. Imagine that series was 2-0 heading to Atlanta. One can dream. Um, One can dream. Whatever, we'll get it back. We'll get it back in blood this season. Oh, yes, we will. We, All right, so on? Jordan Bob, I guess he asks us about the playoffs in general. Um, he says, will we see a sweep in the playoffs or any playoff upsets? I mean, if the Knicks beat the Cavs, that's technically an upset because yeah. um, we are the fifth seed. I think that is a potential playoff upset that can happen. Um, as for the rest of the bracket, I mean, most of the bracket in the West hasn't settled, but I could see some upsets in the West. I, potentially. Think, the Kings, I think the Kings lose first round. I feel like you can pass a lot then. Kings lose first round. Depending on who Denver faces, they could lose first round. If Denver gets like the Lakers, that could be a real tough series. I, I take the Lakers. Even if I think if even if they get the Warriors first round, I think Warriors could take them out. Well, yeah, like it's the Warriors. Um, hell, I mean, I don't think the Clippers could drop that far, but like, I think they can. Uh, Clippers would have to lose a play in game, I think. Yeah, they had to be in the play. That's possible. They, to... they lost the play in last year. True, true, but then again, Paul Jarvis is hurt, so then again, it's Kawhi. It's Kawhi. Um, anything is possible with that bottom half of the West right now. So yeah. like, literally, I, I, like Denver. Depending on who they get, they can lose in the first round. Yeah. Um, Memphis, they might get out of the first round. I don't know. Maybe if they play like the Lakers or something, they might lose. Yeah. I think the Kings. Like it's it's so hard to pick some stuff out in the West just because like we don't know nothing is settled until like what like. 5 30 yeah clock tonight like we won't know anything so i think if the suns get the warriors though i think the warriors are, are handling the suns po- possibly i uh, mean if andrew wiggins comes back and you know he's himself then yeah yeah so that'll be that'll be good to see and if the suns lose first round 
Ooh, that Kevin Durant slander is going to be. Ooh, I'm going to be right there with him. I'm going to have to get him the burner for that one. That'll be fun. Um, But yeah, like that'll. But yeah, I mean, in the East, though, I mean, if we look at the East right now. Oh, Theo and Frank with back to back threes, make it a seven point game. All right. If they, win this game, if they win this game, though, I need it. In, in the East, I really don't see any any upsets. I mean, I would love for Miami to face Boston and maybe give them a challenge um, yep. if things hold up. Um, but yeah, I don't think I see any upsets in the first round for the East. I mean, the Knicks would be the only upset that I would predict because we are technically the lower seed in that situation, but yeah. Wait, what are the, what are the live off? What are the live off so quickly right now? They were at minus 125 just a minute ago. Um, checking they, again. Did they spike back? Let me check. He's still at minus 125 on FanDuel. What? Okay, so... Yeah, that's going to be a photo finish. Yeah. So that surge was kind of just like probably money being put into the market. Then. Yep. Exactly. So somebody, so somebody put money on Brockton. Or a lot of somebody's put a lot of money on Brockton. In the I think a lot of people are just like hedging their bets right now. Oh, wow. That is... I've never seen this before. I've legitimately never seen this in a race before. Because usually races are decided pretty early. This is probably the closest race in like recent memory. Like the MVP race isn't as close as this because I feel like everybody kind of has given it to NBA already. Mm-hmm. But like, I think the market has given it to Embiid, especially. So, oh, it'll be it'll be good. It'll be fun to see. Oh, well, I mean, the regular season's over now. There's nothing else left for these guys to prove. True. Um, you know, hopefully, voters. I'm gonna check right now this spreadsheet that has all the. I don't think it hasn't updated. It's updated for MVP a little bit, and you're seeing Joel yeah. start to pull away a little bit. But it still has just these two votes for Brogdon that have been here the entire oh, time. Jalen Rose voted for Giannis at Tetsukupo. Mm, all right, I guess. This is so weird. <laughs> Dude, like, that Pena bracket, sorry, that Pena ballot is wild. Pena should not be allowed to vote again. Draymond Green for Defensive Player of the Year. Like him, so guys like him, John Hollinger, like they should not be allowed to vote on any type of award. Wait, John Hollinger has an official bracket, or he, official he, ballot. He had an article out, and like his reasoning for quickly was like, of course, the whole starting bullshit. But then he brought up later in his ballot that Tyus Jones, because he had he because he was able to step in for John Morant, he should get like some six man of the year consideration and shit like that it was like all right like you clearly have a bias against the knicks he didn't include julius i think on his all nba <clears throat> he didn't even include um brunson in his honorable mentions for all nba so screw him he's a bald loser um bald people seem to like really hate the knicks i don't know what the knicks did to bald people to like really make them upset with them but damn i gotta think about this now who uh john hollinger Bondi, um, Bondi, Berman. No, Berman just likes being a troll. He didn't even hit the Knicks. I mean, like the leader of the Knicks is a bald person. You should be able to relate with them. Like, why do you hate the Knicks so much? They have one of your own. Like, I don't get it. Like the the disconnect is 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 missing me. Wow. Yeah. So quickly is minus one twenty five. Brock is minus one ten. 
oh, this race is going to take years off my life. I already hate it. Definitely is, especially since I have cash tied to it. All right, man. <laughs> um, all right. <clears throat> uh, I think we can end here. I mean, I think we yep. talked about as much as we could have, given the circumstances. Um, shout out to everyone that's tuned in. You know, last day of the regular season, a meaningless game in April, right before the playoffs. Our young guys got to go off, all that good shit, even though we lost. Didn't it matter? When's the last time we were able to say that in a positive way? Um, we'll be back for the playoffs for the first time in Strickland Rundown history. Um, because last season, of course, we didn't get to talk about playoffs. We were miserable. Um, but this year we will be back for playoffs. We don't know when game one is announced, or do we know when if game one is announced? Uh, announced? we don't know. I think we'll find out later today after like everything's finalized. Hmm, okay. So we'll be back for the playoffs. Theo Pinson triple double. Seriously? He's close. Dog, what were the yeah, quickly just jumped again to minus one fifty five. Yeah, <laughs> I'm watching it like change right now, right before my eyes. Tell you this is this is our presidential election. It really is. Brock Knicks fans are going to be like watching this like a hawk. Bro- Brockton is fucking Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the Openson really is about to have a triple double. This is insane. Wait, Last no, year no, no. regular season is always like the best. Insanity. It's the best hoops. It would have been the best hoops if like these sports books could have put out fucking lines for people. I would bro, have bet, like, all the types of BS that you could think of today. Like, bro, like, last year when John Contra had a triple-double the last game of the season, like, you should be able to bet on that. Like, come on, man. Yeah, like, sportsbooks, they should put out everything. Just, like, everything flies last day of the regular season. Because you never know what's going to happen. Not, like, you would probably make more money if you just let people bet. Yeah, because, like, people just bet all the stupid shit. And, like, when it doesn't happen, you get all their cash. But, like, the rare occurrences of, like, shit like this, you know? What the fuck is... They, they make money off of you, and, you know, it sucks for you, but, hey, people make some money, so that's a good thing. Also, sh- oh. shout out to the fucking Clippers being down five to the, um, the Suns who are arresting people. And they're, like, playing all their guys, right? Yeah. All right. Jock Landale's giving them the business right now. <laughs> Classic Clippers. Several rules that said Rudy Gobert home after Gobert threw punch at teammate Kyle Anderson. WWE. What? I was just about to end stream. Oh, man. <laughs> this is great. This is great. You traded five picks for a guy you just sent home. Trey yeah, this tweet in regular season, check mark, postseason is here. If you even make it, big bro. Bro, if you even make it, like, I hate, like, him and Shay, like, Shay posted this, like, deep-ass Instagram post. Like, it's, like, it's like, bro, you made the play-in as a 10th seed. Like, can you just, like, make the regular postseason before you, like, start going on this, like, receipts tour? Like, I don't know. That's just me, though. Anyways, I think we'll end here as Theo Pinson's about to have a triple-double and Rudy Gobert got sent home. Happy last day of the regular season, everyone, where insanity happens in the NBA. Make sure you check out everything Strickland related in the description. We got links to the site, merch, Patreon, and Twitter. All great ways to support us. We are also on Instagram, as you see on the corner of your screen right there, at the strict.land. <clears throat> Make sure you check out everything Strickland related in the description. The merch. We got the Quickland merch. Y'all have been asking for this forever. We have delivered. It is here. Make sure you guys order it. Make sure you get it in time before playoffs. 
going to be great to wear at MSG or whatever, you know, bar that you're at watching the playoffs. They'll definitely ask you, where did you get that fire hoodie from? And you'll be able to tell them from the Strickland. So definitely check out that. We also got the Immaculate Vibes Brunson collection. Check that out. Great stuff. Celebrating, you know, the best Knicks point guard since Walt Clyde Frazier. So make sure y'all check out all that in the description. Um, we'll be back for playoffs. We will decide whether we will have a playoff preview um, um, stream. We'll see how that goes. Um, if not, we will catch you guys after game one. Um, and yeah, peace out. Enjoy the rest of your week, guys. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini fridge. Yeah, it's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts. Yes.